This morning, we're going to challenge you, amen, this morning, last week was, our thematic thrust was continuance, and this morning, our thrust is commitment. Minimizing our movement. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, the church of Thessalonica, whose historicity can be found in Acts 17, when Paul began this particular church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 is after the book of Colossians, which is after the book of Philippians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. I want to look at the reason and the season for some of our trouble. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, that no man should be moved by these afflictions. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation, even as it came to pass, and ye know for this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith by lest some means the tempter have tempted you in our labor be in vain. Minimizing our movements. Faith has been established as a claim, a confidence, a conviction, and last week, a continuance. However, the ultimate meaning of faith is our level of commitment. If you want to measure someone's faith, you cannot merely measure their claim you have to include their confidence in the Lord, their conviction for the Lord, their continuance with the Lord. But the final product is their commitment, yeah, to the Lord. And this matter of commitment to God brings within us a stability, a structure, and a support system. Stability, us being stable, is why James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And in the Greek, what James is talking about, double-mindedness, is double allegiance. One day you're with Jesus, next day you're not. One day you're in faith, next day you're not. One day you want to live right, next day you do not. And, and, and it's, it's this, this matter of stability and structure and this matter of support is when a born-again believer totally commits to God in their will, their wisdom, their works, God gives us, listen, a control over uncontrollable and contrary circumstances. In other words, when we sell out for him, he sells out for us. That's when no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That, that's when the enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against you. We, we can't just lock into promises without principles. The promises are only activated by an obedience to the principles. I'm preaching already. Can I get a witness? You don't keep the principles, you don't get the promise. 
Because, because when you look at the Word of God, amen, the Word of God is designed to bless obedient people. Do I have a witness up in the house? And, 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 it's, and it's in this context that an unmovable faith is a faith that does not shift, shake apart, or even under adversity or adverse circumstances shatter. When you find people, amen, one day in, one day out, when you find people, amen, who have a claim but no confidence, who say they have a conviction but no continuance, who say that they love the Lord but no commitment, it's pseudo, it's false. It's something that is not biblically based. And, 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 it's, and it's in this context of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 that we see this faith of the Apostle Paul and of the church at Thessalonica. This, this was a great church, great, one of Paul's prizes, a church that was under perpetual persecution, a, a church that went through a whole lot of attacks, but their attacks and their obedience to the authority of the scriptures had a lot to do with their faith. Can I get a witness? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But faith also comes through when we go through trouble and, amen, come out and turn the right way to Jesus. Our faith is always increased. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, when we begin to look at this product, it's a product here, this product of faith. Amen. This product of faith. And I want you to pay attention to this alliteration of P's because this product of faith was first of all public and not private. Let me stop pausing. I'm so sick and tired of these secret agent Christians. I, I, you're sick men. You're saved on Sunday, but you live like hell on Monday. Do I have a witness? Yeah, you wave your hands and, and slop your feet and shout the name of Jesus, but you, you, you got more stuff going than unsaved folk. Can I get a witness? You're in and out, up and down, amen. And, ch and child of God, their faith, listen, was, my God, it was public and not private. Everybody on your job, everybody in your home, everybody, yeah, wherever you go, they ought to see you publicly as a born-again believer. Do I have a witness up in the house? You know, tell me, well, I'm, I'm shy. That's why I don't witness. Well, you weren't shy in the world. When you used to get drunk on New Year's Eve and take your clothes off, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get shy in them clubs and them honky-tonks. You didn't get shy, amen, when the ceiling was going around and you was half blown out of your mind. You didn't. I'm preaching up in this place now. You didn't, you didn't get shy when you was drunk. Can I get a witness? And don't sit up here like you. Uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Can I get a witness? You, you weren't shy then, but now that we're talking about Jesus, folk want to get shy. And, 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 and there, the product of their faith was public, not private, but and it was productive and not passive. It, there was something about their faith. It, it was persecuted. It was persistent. It was pertinent. It was plain. It was, listen to this, paternal. It fathered and nurtured other people. Do I have a witness up in the house? Their, their, their faith was praiseworthy. Their faith was providentially protected against the onslaughts of Satan. And what an unmovable faith does, it stands. Stands, Ephesians 6, stand therefore. Lord, have mercy. Can I get a witness? It not only stands, it stays. It, it doesn't cut out and run. Remember last week we were talking about continu uh, continuing. Some of us, the minute problems come, tough times come, we cut out and run, Doc. We got a cut out and run record. It stands, it stays. And it's steadfast. We begin 
to see this product of their faith. Go back to the first chapter, verse 3, this great church at Thessalonica. Paul says, verse 2, we give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. Look what he says, remembering, verse 3, without ceasing your what? Work of faith. Now, now let me stop Paul to park because faith is a work. You got to work on your faith. Faith is not something that comes and goes. It's not imaginary. It's not a, a, a vapor. Faith is work. I've got to believe God through this hellacious marriage. That's work. I got to believe God when the children are wayward. I got to believe God when the money is funny. I got to believe God when the bills are due. I got to believe God when my body is sick. It's a work. You got to keep working at it. You got to keep working. Lord, Lord, I didn't have the faith last week, but God, I choose to stand on your word, and I got the faith this week. I'm, I'm going to believe you through this dilemma because I've been here before. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Hey, this is not the first time we face opposition. It's not the first time we face hard times. It's not the first time we face, amen, uh, the bank account being low and the problems being high. It's not the, and it's not the last time. If you think your problems are over, you're out of your military mind. They just keep coming and they keep going. They keep coming and I keep going. Here's what God does. God lets the problems come in and he pulls them out, lets them come in, put them out. And what God is trying to do is build up a maturity in you and me where no matter what comes or goes, we stand. We stand, we stand, we stand, we stand. I know that my Redeemer liveth. And when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. See, the minute, the minute Charles come into our lives, we ought to stop, get on the computer bank, and pull up a rerun. Yeah. I wish I had a witness up in the house. But wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, God. I'm faced with a dilemma. Let me pull up a tape from the past when I was in a situation couldn't get out of, when, when, it, when I didn't know what I was going to do, when all hell was breaking out. Let, let me pull up a tape from the past and replay in my mind what you did for me then. You say, well, well, what did he do? He pulled me out. He, he, he set my feet upon a solid rock. Put a new song in my mouth. Even praise. Many shall see it and shall praise his name. Can I get a witness? I'm a trophy of yours. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a, I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. Born, to, born twice, only going to die once. I'm a child of the king. Your work of faith. Church of Thessalonica, you got a great work of faith. But not only that, look at the second thing. You have, yeah, a labor of love. The agapeo love is labor. I'm not talking about that worldly stuff. You do right by me, I do right by day, ain't no love. I'm talking about the agapeo love, which is serving, sacrificing, and submitting. Are y'all praying with me up in here this morning? You got to work hard. You got to labor to love some folk. Because some folk are unlovable. They don't even love themselves. Are y'all praying with me? And, 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 and so he says, your work of faith, your labor love, and then your patience of hope, your stick to for the future. He commends this church at Thessalonica. Let me hasten to my text. If you read the first and second chapters, you know that this church suffered tremendously. And the first thing that Paul is going to allude to is an unmovable faith, listen, that stands and is not moved by personal afflictions. Let me talk about these personal afflictions in first 
Thessalonians 3, 3. Are y'all with me this morning? See, the Bible says we ought to stand, not be shattered. We ought to stand, not be shaken. The fact of the matter is, is that these afflictions, keku in the Greek, to suffer maltreatment, keku patheo, uh, uh, which is where we get our words pathos, it is almost a suffering of hardship, amen, where Satan is trying to murder you. He, he's talking about, uh, amen, Philippo to suffer, and then Philipsis is the Greek word for tribulation, that there is an unusual pressure, pressure of persecution being placed on the product of my life. We're not, we're not, we're not moved by these afflictions, but we understand, listen to this, we've been appointed for these afflictions. Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, we send the disciples out who would later be the apostles. Look what he says. He says, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Didn't he say that? And then Jesus said, if they have called me Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies, the Lord of the garbage dump, and I'm Lord, what are they going to call you? That there is a quota of persecution and suffering just because we saved. You know why the world doesn't look like they're going through anything? Because they're going to hell. Can I get a witness? I know we don't hear about hell. We don't hear about the devil. You're going to hear about the day. And, I, you know, I, I, I need to say this. All y'all look good in your red and the choir and everybody else. And, Satan doesn't wear no red suit and pitchfork. That's the biggest lie in the world. Satan is full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. He's the fourth strongest power in the universe. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Satan. He's not compared with them, but he is the fourth strongest power. He ain't no joke. And, 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 and child of God, child of God, child of God, when we understand that I'm under attack just because I'm born again. The minute my name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, the minute God saved my soul, I became the target of the devil. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And child of God, you, you, you and I, you and I, you and I need to understand there are probably three reasons why God allows us an appointment of persecution. First, to declare his name in confidence. God doesn't want any secret agents. He doesn't want us shaken. He wants us to stand up. Peter said in Peter, 1 Peter 4, 12, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though something strange happened to you. Has something ever happened in your life and you say, that's strange. He said, but rejoice. There are some satanic plans, though now and for a season, if need be, 1 Peter 1, 6, you are in heaviness through manifold thalipsis trials. There is a season and a reason for your trial. Now listen to this, the season is your time, the reason is your transformation. God takes the time to transform us through trouble. Y'all ain't getting this time, y'all ain't getting this time. See, see, we, we so busy trying to escape trouble that when trouble comes, we can't handle it. Can I get a witness? I, I, I was saying this morning how those first uh, century Christians who confessed Christ and in the first century, when Nero was emperor of Rome, he was a nut, and he's the one that cut off Paul's head. He's the one, him and Domitian crucified Peter upside down. Uh, they, they, they worked together. They killed James, threw him off a temple and beat him in the head with a club. They, when, when, when you understand that here's how Nero thought. Nero said, oh, Christians, you're the light of the world? Yes, we are. Good. Then we're going to tie you up on poles and light you like candles so you can light the pathway to the city of Rome. He was crazy. 
We're going to starve lions for days and then throw Christians in the Colosseum to the lions. The peculiar thing is, as they starved the lions and threw the Christians into the Colosseum, the Christians didn't scream and cry, and the Christians walked to the lions with a smile on their face because they knew to be absent, I'm preaching now, from the body was to be present with the Lord. They was more committed, listen, in their walk than their warfare. They, 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 they were just sold out for Jesus Christ. Declare his name in confidence. I hear Christians all the time. Well, I, I, you know, I would witness, but I'm shy. Really? That's interesting. You ain't shy no other time. And I, listen, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. When you go out to a nice restaurant in public and it's crowded and they bring your advertiser and they bring your food, I get a kick out of Christians. Here's how we pray in public. <laughs> or. Why can't we get in a restaurant and just put our heads down? In the name of Jesus. Was Jesus ashamed of you when you were in trouble? Lord, have mercy. And then you got them bold Christians that's half crazy. They get in the restaurant and they go like this. Look, they look around, they go, Father, in the name of Jesus. Get a kick out of them, Doc. Whole restaurant's unheard. Amen. But, 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 but he wants us to be able to declare his name in confidence. And to do that, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to broadcast Jesus. Yeah, it's going to cost you something, amen, to, amen, declare his name in confidence. Put on my first slide. I, I, I took some excerpts from Dr. Charles Stanley book when the enemy strikes. Look at these facts about Satan. The devil is invisible but not invincible. The devil is strategic and not tactical. Now let me stop. This means Satan is not like us. Today is December the 4th, 2011. I have a day timer. I turn my December month, and every day I put a line through the next day. So I'm, I, this morning, I, I woke up, I put a line through the fourth. I keep my day timer. I'm tracking my, some of you do it by phone, some of you do it, you know, other ways. Satan don't play that. Satan is already in the year 20,030. He has already plans to persecute you that are way down the line. He is strategic. What he's doing in your life now is gearing up for next month. Oh, I'm preaching now. What you feeling now, he already planted two years ago. I'm preaching again. He's strategic and not tactical. Say, look, the devil is 100% evil. He ain't like that liquor you used to drink. 90 proof and 50 proof. He, he's 100% evil. There's no good in him. Preaching to somebody. And look at the last one. He is relentless and, and does not rest. Here's what he does. Oh, okay. I can't get to him through the marriage. I'm going to get to him through his children. Can't get through them through the children, I'm gonna get through them through the money. I can't get through the money, I'm gonna get through them through the health. I'm gonna attack every facet of their life, listen, to I find a crevice 
to get in. Oh, I'm preaching out there. That's why the Bible says walk circumspectly. The Bible says we got to put the whole armor. I, I wish I had a witness. If, if you want to stand, Ephesians 6, and put on the whole armor of God. Hey, hey look, helmet of salvation, I got to know that I'm saved. When this hell start breaking out, I, I better know I'm saved. I can't be sitting up here, am, am I really saved? I, I can't be tampering with my salvation. So let me put on the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. I got to walk a certain way. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching now. Loins girded with truth, sh shoes of the gospel. Can I get a witness? Shield of faith. I, I better know how to block when he throws. When the, when the devil's shooting fiery darts, and they are fiery. And if one gets in, it's going to light your backside up. Can I get a witness? I got to learn how to block this stuff off. And then I got to study to show myself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed. One who can rightly divide the world. Because when warfare starts, I don't need to know everything in the Bible. I need a rima. I, I need a fitted word. I need a specific word to come back at the devil with. Wait a minute, preacher. Wait a minute, preacher. Wait a minute. I don't understand now. Everything you describe is in the front of the soldier. But what about the back? You ain't got to worry about the back. The Lord's got your back. That's why David says, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God, 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 God wants you to declare his confidence, but then God wants you to demonstrate the nature, his nature, through your character. We ought to be a reflection of who he is. Oh, when you see us, you ought to see some of Jesus. I didn't say all of Jesus. You see some of Jesus. The, the, the world will know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. Isn't that right? Lord have mercy. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere. But, 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 but third, but third, to define his control. That is, if you're saved, you're appointed to be attacked. If you're sanctified, you're more appointed to be attacked. If you're, yeah, if you're serving, you're more appointed to be attacked. If you're submissive, you're more appointed to be attacked. So you need to know that you're going to get attacked whether you're sanctified, whether, oh, I'm preaching now, whether you serve, whether, yeah, yeah, whether you're submissive, you are coming under the attack of the devil because Paul says we've been appointed to this stuff. Look at 1 Thessalonians 3. Look at verse 4. For verily when we were with you, we told you before that we should what? Suffer philipsis. All kinds of tribulational attacks. Look what he says in verse 5. Paul is writing back. To the church of Thessalonica, and when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your what? Faith. Notice all up and down the page, all Paul is worried about is this church's faith. Not do they have clothes, do they have food, not is their mortgage paid, all which is important, but notice what he wants to know. Where is your faith? See, spiritually, once Satan gets to your faith, you're no good to the Lord. You're wasted. He will devour you. We overcome by faith. Everything has to do with our faith. And once I stop believing, I'm in trouble. And I'm not going to see everything that God's asked me to believe. 
Can I get a witness? Well, is this, is this going to get better? Keep believing. You don't see a thing. In fact, it might even look worse. God, God is telling you to keep believing. Keep believing. Pistis, faith. Place a claim, a conviction, a confidence, a continuance, but a commitment in the finished work of Christ. At this juncture in my life, nobody can turn me My mind is made up. My heart is fixed. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah, you know, there was a time when we were young, dumb. Somebody would come up to us and say, come here, can I, can I talk to you a minute? Yeah. But you know what, baby, baby, you sitting there listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at this juncture, Jackie, all the hell I done been through, and the Lord has bought me out, there's only one name. Under heaven, that's the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? There's no doctrine. There, there's no belief. There's no club. There's no fraternity. There's no sorority. There's no lodge. There's, I'm preaching now. There's nothing you can say to make me turn away from what I believe. Well, why do you believe in Jesus? You say, have you ever seen him? I've never seen him. But I believe him. Well, why do you believe in Jesus? Has he come in your bedroom? He, he, no, I've never seen no light in my bedroom, but I believe him. Well, why do you believe Jesus? Because it was the man from Galilee that saved my soul. He turned my life around and made me whole. And here it is. He put a new song in my mouth. Even praise. Can I get a witness? I praise him for my down sittings. I praise him for my uprisings. I praise him for my past. I praise him for my present. I praise him for my future. I praise him for my troubles. I praise him for my triumph in everything. Everything. Give thanks. Hallelujah. Unmovable faith. I'm going to stand regardless of what St. Matthews may do. I'm going to stand regardless of what my family may do. I'm going to stand regardless of what the White House may do. I'm going to stand. I said stand. I said stand. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. I'm going to stand because he's coming through and he's got all power, all power in his hands. I'm going to stand. He, 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 he says in a movable face, stands. And it is not moved by personal afflictions. But secondly, I want you to, Paul says, and the move of faith stays, yeah, and is not moved by personal apprehensions. Now let's talk about staying. It's easy to cut and run. Can I get a witness? And I'm talking to pastors, when you get a church and all hell start breaking out, and it will, it's easy to cut and run. Putting applications in like you're looking for another job. Can I get a witness? See, it's staying in there through the tough times that gives us appreciation in the good times. Oh, you're, and, and God is doing something in me. Do I have a witness out there? Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, every time your job gets tough, don't be trying to quit getting another job. That's instability. Because life is short and full of trouble. In this life, you're going to have tribulation. There ain't no perfect man, perfect woman. Hey, hey come on now. Y'all can, can talk back to me. You know, you see, you, you don't, don't. The grass, old preacher said this, the grass is always green on the other side. Old preacher said, the grass ain't green. The grass is brown with a green light. And when the bulb burn out, you're going to find out what you got, Doc. 
Isn't that right? You know, people, well, you know, I wish I know. God has already measured out in every life a dose of affliction. You got yours, I have mine. Do I have a witness? Hang on in there. Look what Paul does in the second thing about staying, staying. Go, go to 1 Thessalonians. Go back to the second chapter, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 2, 18. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but, what does it say? Satan what? The word hindered in the Greek is a military term. Now, I've preached this before. It means, act like you're in the military. You guys are coming up, getting ready to cross a bridge so you can take the enemy completely out and win the war. Just as you get to the bridge, Satan takes the bridge out so you can't pass over. What Satan does so strategically is just when we're able or ready to proceed, he takes out what's in front of us so we can't get across. Are you praying with me? So, child of God, when, when, Paul, what, 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 what Paul is saying here, amen, and then I want you to look at this. Now, watch this now. In chapter 3, don't miss this. In chapter 3, I want you to see how Paul begins to build this argument. Look at verse 10. Uh, I'm sorry, look at verse 6. But Timothy came back and reported, amen, good tidings of your what? Your faith and your ability to love charity and that ye have good remembrance of us always. And look at verse 10. Night and day we were praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might, now listen to this, here's the first key word, perfect, teleos, mature, perfect, listen, perfect that which is lacking in your what? Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Because you would never stop at this verse. It's one of the first real causes of why God allows us under attack to strengthen and mature our faith. The word perfect, teleos. The word perfect. God says, you know what? Your faith is not perfect. Your faith is not mature. You have a baby faith. Your faith can only go so far, then it stops. God says, I have engineered into your life a vehicle to increase your faith where it is mature. Teleos, it, it will be perfect for any storm coming at you. <sighs> Y'all ain't getting this. I'm going to perfect. That's the first key word. Stay with me now. Are you with me? Then he says, verse 11, is another key word. I want to direct your paths. You know why some of us don't have direction in our lives? Because we can't hear God. You know why we can't hear God? Because we're too busy hearing ourselves. God has got to succinctly get our attention where we have a discerning ear. Lord, have mercy. That does not come overnight. You got to learn the master's voice. Yeah, yeah. And then not only learn to hear it, but learn to do it. When God is speaking to you and tells you no, yes, or wait, that you know that you've heard from God. Do I have a witness? He talks about direct. And then verse 12, there, the key word is increase. The Lord will make you to increase and abound in love toward one another more and more. Now, 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 let me be a little transparent here. I had to learn how to love, agapeo, Christians and people. I had to learn, and I'm still learning, how to love the unlovable. No, and I'm, I'm serious, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make a joke, it's going to come out funny. Because when I first started pastoring and somebody got on my nerves, you know, <clears throat> you know, in the world, God says, no, love them anyhow. 
Those that hate you, love them. Those that don't like you, love them. Those that criticize you, love them. That only comes through the Holy Spirit. Man, I grew up in South Philly. I'll tell you what they do in South Philly. When I was in high school, I watched people. This is honest God truth. South Philly, they, they come to you and go, look, look, man, don't like you, never did like you, stay out of my way. I, you knew where you was with everybody. It was no such thing. They, they wouldn't like church folk. They smile in your face. They wouldn't like that, dog. They, they, they're just right out front. God teaches you how to increase and abound in your love. When your husband and wife gets on your last nerve. I didn't say last two nerves, last nerve. The nerve is hanging. How many of y'all been there? You know what I'm talking about. And God says, no, you got to love them anyhow. Can I get a witness? You got to love them through the thick and through the thin. You got to love them when they're not lovable. You got to love them when they don't look good and love them when they don't smell good and love them when they don't act good and love them. Now here's what Jesus said. Here's why you and I have to love each other. What can somebody else do to you that you can't forgive them for, that Jesus didn't forgive you for at the cross? Now, don't get me started up in here with what Jesus already forgave us for. He forgave us for a whole lot of stuff. 90% of it, we don't want it to come out. Can I get a witness? Yeah, Lord, you forgave me for this, this, and this. And I dare not tell anybody what you really forgave me for. That's why Jesus said, if you don't forgive them, I won't forgive you. Isn't that in the Bible? We are bound to love and forgive. I, 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 I told a I story to you in, in, in the 60s, me and these two other guys, we was uh, going to the barber shop, and this gang turned the corner. Never forget it, man. And they got us against the wall, and they started beating on us. Bah, bah, bah. They won. And the two guys with me ran, and they had me against the wall. And one boy pulled out a butcher knife. Never forget it. The other guy said, no, don't stab me. They was beating on me, man. I finally got away. I think that was 66. I came out of the military in 74. In 75, I was driving up the street, and I seen this boy. He was kind of strung out on drugs. I said, there you go. <laughs> I said, I'm going to whip his. I started to get out of my car. I wouldn't even see him. I just looked at the boy. He was struggling. He was on drugs. Man. And all I could remember was what happened in 66, though. I got him now, Bruce. And the Lord said, what's wrong with you? You know, I, I mean, you know, just, and that's the way we are. We don't understand that God has been good and merciful. That's why we don't, we don't have no clicking church. I don't want no clicking church. We have, listen, we have a church. That's why we fellowship every Sunday, to shrink the church. Are y'all with me? And, and you're not supposed to hold conversations, amen, in the aisle. You're supposed to go around and meet somebody you don't know and get, leave that little click of five you do know. And, and you know, go, go to the other side of the church and say, hi, what's your name? My name is such and such. And it, it's a fellowship. It's a koinonia. Can I get a witness? People say, well, I'm in this big church. I don't know nobody. I guess so. You're like a hermit. You won't join the ministry. You come and you sit and then you go back out the door. Learn to be friendly. Learn to. Learn to reach out and be friendly. Do I have a witness? Just be friendly. I'm going to tell you what happened with a member. A member was looking for a job, couldn't find work anywhere. And just in the uh, uh, matter of fellowship, shook somebody's hand. Come to find out the person's hand they shook was a CEO. And the CEO gave him a job. Just in Christian fellowship. 
And we need to learn to be more friendly. Because some of us are ugly. And we real ugly. We ugly. We don't, you know, just, just learn to hupotasso. Get low. And go to somebody you don't know. Hi, what's your name, honey? Well, my name, good to meet you. Praise the name of Jesus. I ain't say get their phone number. I just said you just, 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 just meet them. I don't know everybody in this church, and I'm the pastor. I'll be at the mall, and people walk up to me, hey, pastor, how you doing, darling? Darling's a cheap way out. How you doing, darling? <laughs> and one, one lady, one, these four girls was at the mall. They was in Cherry Hill. She said, pastor, do you know my name? I said, darling. I said, well, praise the Lord. You say, yes, sir. I'm saying, I said, what church you go to? I've been going to St. Mary's for 10 years. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. And a movable faith stays. Go back to Acts chapter 21. To your left, we're coming in. Acts 21. Acts 21. I want you to see this. Context, Paul, Ephesian elders, and those at Miletus and Tyre, and Paul in chapter 21, verse 12. Are you with me? Now, now, look what it says. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go to Jerusalem. Now, here's people around Paul, saved people, don't go to Jerusalem. Paul tells you in Romans 10, he had an unnatural love for his Jewish people. He wanted them saved. It wasn't the Lord's will for all of them to get saved at this time. A remnant will get saved in the future. So Paul determined to take Gentile offering back to Jerusalem to help the Jews would not listen, and this is a very controversial subject. Then, verse 13, Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem, here it is, for the name of the Lord Jesus. And verse 14 says, And when he would not be persuaded, everybody was talking to Paul, Paul, don't go, don't go, don't go. We cease saying and said, the Lord, the will of the Lord be done. My God. You know, God will always send you a warning. And in a multitude of counsel, there's wisdom. It's here. Paul broadcasts his lack of fear. I want you to see this. He goes up to Jerusalem. He's locked up. He's beaten. He's thrown in jail. He deals with his fears and his fires. And there's going to be some fires that God wants us to stand. We got to learn to stand. And then we got to learn to stay and not just keep moving. See, my sermon is, there are some people in this congregation, all they do all their life is cut and run. When are you going to stay through the hard stuff? People used to work for companies and corporations 40 years to get a gold watch. Now, I understand corporate America has changed. God, if you're getting a job every three weeks. I told you last week, I got the same cell number for the last 12 years. I even gave it to the whole church. Same cell number. I pay my bills. I'm not trying to duck anybody. I'm preaching to somebody. Why do we keep changing in this ever-changing environment? Because we're unstable. There's no solid material that says, you know what? I'm tired of running, and I'm going to make it through the thick, Look at this, saints. My God. An unmovable faith is not only a faith that stands, a 
and stays, but finally, one that is steadfast. Steadfast. You know how they make steel hard? They put steel in an oven and heat it and pull it out and let it cool off. It's not flimsy, it's hard. God places us in ovens. Yes, he does. To make us materials that will stand and when it get hot, and it's going to get hot, stay. Stand and When I played baseball, um, there were teams I was on that was terrible. We were in last place. I watched guys at the beginning of the season. You know, there were no contracts or anything involved, but I watched guys change teams, and everybody would try to get on a front runner because they wanted to win a championship. I mean, it's understandable. But I respected more the guys that stayed with their last place team. You understand what I'm trying to say? It, it, it was something about their character that says, no, we're not going to win a championship. No, we're not even going to come in the first five places. But you know what? I'm not going to be switching teams every year. I, I'm going to stand still and see what the end going to be. Look at this unmovable faith, this steadfast faith that's not moved by personal appeals Go back to chapter 20 of Acts. You're right there. Look at 19 to 20. Paul talks about his fruit. We're going to do this real quickly. 19 to 20 talks about his fruit. Look, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears, many temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. And look at verse 20. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you, taught you publicly from house to house. What a record of fruit. Day and night, I labored to disciple, to teach, to help others. Let me tell you the quickest way to get rid of your problems. Get involved in the church and serve others. And then the Lord will loop back around and deal with your stuff. Let me be a blessing to you. He deals with his fruit, verse 21, he deals with his foundation, and after these things were ended, I mean, verse, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, uh, serving the Lord with all humility, amen, and, and verse uh, 21, he deals with his foundation, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Now, 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 if you don't get anything else today, get this. Here's the message of salvation. Repentance toward God precedes faith in Jesus Christ. Do you see that there? Right, let me repeat the ABCs. And I'm saved. You're a liar. You better check out that formula. It's in order. Repentance, changing a mind and direction sorrow for sin, repentance in God, then faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. My God. Paul deals with his fruit foundation and verse 22, his firmness. Now I go, I behold, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that await me. I love this passage. Paul says, I don't know what's ahead, but I'm going anyhow. I don't have any guarantees, but I'm going anyhow. I don't know what the Lord is going to allow Satan to do in my life, but I'm going anyhow. My God. I, I don't know what awaits me, but I, yeah, I, 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 I'm going anyhow. Verse 23, except, say, that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying, bonds and afflictions await me. Now, wait a minute. When you know what's down the line and you don't detour, Bruce, when you know what's waiting for you and your faith that stands and stays and is steadfast, say, I'm going to keep on marching. I'm preaching now. When you know hell 
is in a holding pattern. When you know the enemy is waiting like a flood, when you know, amen, that there's harm ahead. And in the name of Jesus, you make it up in your mind that I'm going on anyhow. I wish I had a witness up in the place. He, he, he talks, Lord have mercy, about his future. But then verse 24, he talks about his faith. Here it is. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life day unto myself so that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace of God. What a faith. What a finish. Unmovable. Unmovable. Show, show the third slide or second or third slide by Satan. We cannot defeat Satan with our human intellect, cleverness, or personality. Defeating the devil is the work of Jesus Christ alone. Now, let me stop. We're getting ready to quit. Nowhere in the Bible did the Lord tell you to cast out demons. God ain't tell you to walk in no room and so That ain't nowhere in the Bible, Doc. Who are you? Shut up! In the name. That ain't nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> Here's what we ought to do. We ought to say, look, instead of looking out, we ought to look in. What's in there? <laughs> Come on out. Come on out. No, look, look, look. Jesus Christ alone. And he has already accomplished this. Where? On the cross. See, because you don't learn doctrine, you don't know what really happened. See, when Jesus was on the cross, first of all, Satan didn't put Jesus up there. God put him up there. Can I get a witness? And the last thing that Satan wanted was for Jesus to die. I do have a witness. We need to hold on to this to Easter. He, he did not want him to die. And when Jesus at 3 o'clock in the afternoon dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and said, it is finished, six word, Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit, seven word, and die. It was over. It was over. Can I get a witness? Well, what happened? I'm glad you asked. He went tripping into Sheol. That's when the 100% God hooked back up with the 100% man. See, the 100% God had left him so he could die because you can't kill God. Can I get a witness? So Jesus had to, yeah, he had to separate himself from himself. He, he had to divest himself from himself. I'm preaching to somebody now. He had to let go of himself from himself. Can I get a witness? Oh, I love this stuff, man. He, he, he had to do a divestiture within himself so that the man could die, but that the God would go back to glory. And once the man died, the God came back and hooked back up with the man in a conglomerate called deity. Listen to this. The Bible says in Peter... When God came back in, he went down into hell. He died on Good Friday. And on Good Friday, he went down into hell. Walked into hell. Yeah. And that's why in the 23rd Psalm, he is the good shepherd. In the 24th Psalm, he is the great shepherd. In John 10, he is the chief shepherd. And when you look at that 24th Psalm, it is a quotation of what's going to happen when the Son of God goes down into hell. That some angels shot down into hell and start blowing trumpets. And an angel said, lift up your head, O ye gates. 
and be lifted up to everlasting arms for the king of glory shall come in. I'm trying to fix this thing for you. Some wicked imp said, who is this king of glory? And you see, Abraham was in hell. Hey, on the paradise side of hell, Abraham said, I'll tell you who he is. He's a city on a hill. Jeremiah said he's a wheel. I mean, Ezekiel said he's a wheel in a wheel. Jeremiah said he's a bomb in Gilead that heals the sin-sick soul. Lift up your head, O ye gates. And he says, and lift him up to everlasting. Why? The king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? He's mighty in battle. He's the strongest of strong ones. Lift up your heads. And all the demons in hell had to bow. All the imps had to bow. Angels had to bow. And Jesus told the spirits that had been locked up, I told you so. I am king of kings. I am lord of lords. I am the potato paradise. That's why Paul said, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain. Let me stop Paul's and Park as we close. I try to work, amen, unceasingly because I'm not just working for reward. In glory, I'm working for some payback down here. I'm preaching now. And the more I work in the name of Jesus, it gets tough sometimes. But every time I have a need, the Lord shows up. Every time I get in trouble, the Lord shows up. Every time I feel like dying, the Lord shows up. Every time I want to quit, the Lord shows up. Can I get a witness? Be steadfast, unmovable, always, always, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For your labor is not in vain. Stand, stay steadfast. Are you really committed to Jesus Christ or are you in and out? You got to stand. You got to stay. You got to be steadfast. Let's stand on our feet. As every head's bow, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved, truly saved through repentance faith in the finished work of Christ. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Put your hand there if you want to be saved. The world is going to hell. You need to be born again. Is there one? Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church and Christian experience. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If your hands are raised, come on up front. Please come. Church, say amen. We love you. Praise Jesus. Come on up front. Bless the Lord. 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 Hi, baby. How you doing? Stand right here. Is there another? Just step out. Step out. Is there another? Come on up. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Praise you. Praise you. Come on. Come on. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Last call. Is there another? Step out. Step out. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to be fire tested. 
you got to spend time in the ovens. You got to go through attacks of Satan. You got to be hit by people who want to harm you. But greater is you, is he that's in you, than he that's in the world. Tell, tell your neighbor, you got to stand, you got to stay, and you got to be steadfast. Then God will show up because he'll know that you're committed. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the souls. Bless your people with not only character, claim, confidence, conviction, continuance, but commitment. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm more committed now than I was before. God bless you. You are dismissed. See you Wednesday.